This is the Budweiser Reds Hot Stove League, presented by United Dairy Farmers. The Reds are on the radio. The Hot Stove League is brought to you by JTM Food Group. Let's create great dishes together. JTM, PNC Bank, the official bank of the Cincinnati Reds. PNC, make today the day. Ohio Suicide Prevention Foundation, where there's help, there's hope. And by Wings and Rings, 16 area locations and proud sponsor of the Cincinnati Reds. The Reds Hot Stove League is also brought to you by Kelsey Chevrolet, Route 50 and 275 Lawrenceburg. Greater Cincinnati's full-service dealer. From their family... Hey, very delightful good evening to you, and welcome once again out to the Bet MGM Sportsbook. We are live inside the Nation Kitchen and Bar here at the Banks. It's the Budweiser Reds Hot Stove League presented by UDF. We've got a, a large live yeah, studio audience today. With Jim Day, I'm Tommy Thraw. It's great to be with you as we talk Reds baseball for the next hour. Uh, fresh off the caravan last week, we've got a great show lined up today. Tyler Stevenson will join us. We'll talk a little hitting with Reds hitting coach Joel McKeithen as well. So uh, certainly should be a, a fun show as we always get to – it's always good to catch up with Tyler Stevenson. Always. He's one of the good people in the game. It's certainly one of the great uh, – players and people in the organization and uh it's getting about that time it's getting about that time we only have one show left i know before we head out to arizona that's unbelievable next week is our last week or our last show here uh live on location otherwise we're going to be live on location from arizona out in the desert and boy with weather like this Ugh. That doesn't sound like the worst thing in the world. It's been miserable. Terrible. For forever. What is this? Forever. Yeah. I don't think we've seen the sun in a month. That's so right. anyway. Welcome to winter. Welcome That's to right. Ohio. That's just the way it goes around these parts. Uh, Want to send out congratulations. Our good friend Larry Herms has been promoted to the title of Senior Director of Media Relations for the Red Lakes. And some big shoes to fill. Rob Butcher is retiring uh, here in a couple months. And uh, congratulations, Larry. He has been at it for a long time in the Reds organization. He and Jamie Ramsey as well, both getting a promotion, working in conjunction. So congratulations to both of them. Certainly. Uh, 27 years, both of them, 27 years yeah. with the organization. Incredible, very well-deserved promotions for both of those guys. Well, let's get right to it. We said we were going to be joined by Tyler Stevenson. We've got him ready to go. Reds catcher Tyler Stevenson joins the show now. Tyler, how are things, and where are you joining us from by telephone on this fine evening? Yeah, good Good to uh, uh, hear y'all's voices again. Yeah, I'm actually uh, I'm out in Arizona. Um, got out here January 9th, so I heard y'all's whole intro and a bunch of big news. Like I didn't, I didn't know that about Butch, um, that he's retiring. So, yeah. um, yeah, your yeah, personal I'm, protector. I'm, I'm, I didn't, I had no idea. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Um, and yeah, I'm in Arizona. So the weather here and how it is in, um, Cincinnati, it's, uh, I think about 80 degrees and sunny Ugh. here in, uh, in the Phoenix area, so you can't can't really beat it right now. No, it's a well. If it makes you feel any better, uh, it's about 35 degrees, rain, sleet, snow. We've had all three of them here today. It's been oh. glorious, and like I said, the sun oh, hasn't shined. I don't think in a month. So well, that's yeah. uh, it's baseball weather. Yeah. <laughs> hey, uh, Jr. House, obviously third base coach, but but a catching coordinator as well. Is it safe to say that you've you said you've been out there for a while in Arizona? Are you going through Camp Jr.? Can we call that Camp Jr. right now? Yeah, 
Yeah, pretty much. Uh, yeah, pretty much so. So yeah, I got out here January 9th and, uh, it's kind of a discussion that like we've had, um, kind of at the end of the year, like I, I, um, just wanted to get out here early and start things going. Um, just working on a few things and just to be out and take advantage of the time with him before camps uh, get started and also just the weather. So, um, it's been great. And then we've actually had, um, golly, a bunch of guys that are like already here. Like today I caught, uh, Frankie Montez, um, for the first time and nothing but great things. Um, awesome dude. So, um, y'all will enjoy him. And then also Emilio Pagan, um, same thing, great dudes, and then Lodolo, Williamson, Hunter. So, I mean, we're busy. We, we got a lot of people. Wow. Well, you were talking about uh, working on some things. Were there some things that you kind of earmarked at the end of last season that you really wanted to work on going into this season? What what might be some of those things? Yeah, um, I think just defensively. Um, I think it's been talked about, like, just the receiving aspect uh, with how much and how much how valuable that is now. Um, so just really try to get out here and just have conversations with him of what I'm trying to feel and certain positions that my body allows me, uh, to be in. So, um, it's been good. I feel like it's, it's been a great work, uh, so far. Is it, I mean, are you working on blocking? Are you working on framing? Are you looking at video? Is it all of the above? How can a catcher that is, you basically been doing this most of your life. How can you improve once you're at the major league level? Take us through that. Yeah, I mean, uh, oh, man. I, I guess the question, yeah, just uh, all of the above. Like, with how much video there is and technology, like, there's a lot to it. Um, to, like, from the re- receiving-wise, like, uh, we've got these cameras that are pretty much like slow-mo cameras. Um Sometimes you'll see pictures or like videos of the pitchers throwing their pitches in bullpens and it just kind of like slows it down. Um, so we've been able to like do that and just see certain moves and um, the game is always evolving. So um, I got to watch front row every day with watching Joey Votto work every day, especially with how much the game has evolved and him continuing putting the work. So uh, you always got to be ahead of it. You were talking about, you know, making progress, evolving with the game, watching Joey Votto. Uh, but last year, going into last season, there there was, I don't want to say uncertainty, but th- it was expected that maybe you'd play some first base. Maybe you, you wouldn't catch quite mm-hmm. as much to, to try to protect you. Now you got through last season healthy. It, it sounds like this year you'll be doing some work. You'll be doing a little bit more catching than maybe the plan was going into last season. Does that change your preparation at all and and, and the work that you go through uh, at this point of the season or at this point of the off season, getting ready for spring training. Yeah. Um, that is something that I am looking forward to. Um, that's a conversation uh, that we had, we had um, at a point this off season. And I don't know. I feel like there's times last year where I've lost like a little bit of my identity and um, I feel like catching is all I know. Uh, and not to say that I obviously not opposed to other positions, but I, I do feel good with uh, with where I'm at catching wise. And so there's it, it has been great to go into the spring training, um, being pretty much clear of like, hey, uh, just really work on catching. So I know there there will be circumstances where it might may have to come up at certain times uh, during the season, but um, to feel good and confident going into the season of like, hey, I'm gonna be back behind the plate 
uh, as much as possible. So that's my goal. I don't want to call it a chip on your shoulder, but is it more of a are you on a mission to uh, get back to where you think you should be after last year? Yeah, I mean, absolutely. Um, I feel like that's kind of last year was kind of the first thing I went through some adversity, um, especially at the big league level. So um, it's fun. I mean, it, it, it you learn a lot and you prove a lot, and um, it's it's fun to come out on the other side and just be proud and looking back like, hey, like I, I, I worked every day last year and um, I gave them my all, so that's all I could really do. Um, so I'm excited about going into the year and, not to put numbers or expectations or anything, but um, I'm excited of the year. Like, I felt like a, a lot of times last year I was chasing the old me, but knowing that on the backside of this, it's going to be a new version of me. So um, I'm excited. Does the new version of you look a little different? I mean, is it? Is, are you trying <laughs> to do things differently? What I mean, what what does that mean? Um, well, I currently have a beard right now, but it's probably going to be shaved <laughs> off. So I guess that is a little different. <laughs> that would be a different look. Yeah, that qualifies. Um, hey, I'm I'm out here alone right now. My wife's in uh, in South Carolina, so um, I don't know. I've just been lazy. I guess I have to say that. <laughs> the beard um, is not white. It doesn't look as good. No? Uh, I don't even really approve it. Uh, it, <laughs> it looks that bad. But you know what? I've never given it a shot before, so I'm just it's like. I got no, nothing to do out here. I'm just going to the field, working out, and coming back home. So um, I'm just like, you know what, let's just see. Let's see if I can grow a beard. But I think I failed that experiment. Would the new version of you <laughs> include uh, – we, we talk – obviously we talk defense and pitching with you all the time. But offensively, mm-hmm. what, what would the new – is there going to be a new version of Tyler Stevenson at the plate perhaps? I guess it's all kind of like, I don't know. I don't know like how much offensively will change and stuff, but there, there's been like some minor tweaks and stuff. Um, just that I worked on this off season. And I remember you actually listening before I got on that McKeithen uh, is getting on at some point later today. And um, so I actually spent a handful of times hitting with him in the off season. Uh, Cause he was about an hour away from me. So um, it was really good to spend that time with him, just breaking down my swing and positions that I want to be in. Um, so I'm excited. Tyler, if you got some time, we'd love to bring you back for another segment here. Uh, we got to get to a break, though. So if you, if you don't mind sticking around for a little bit, is that all right? Yeah, absolutely. All right. We'll talk more with Tyler Stevenson coming up. This is the Budweiser Reds Hot Stove League presented by UDF on the Reds Radio Network. Welcome back into the Budweiser Reds Hot Stove League with Jim Day. I'm Tommy Thrall. As always, it's presented by UDF. And we are coming to you live from the BetMGM Sportsbook Inside Nation Kitchen and Bar here at the Banks talking with Tyler Stevenson, Reds catcher. And uh, Tyler, kind enough to stick around and join us for another block here. Um, You were talking about uh, kind of your expectations a little bit for, for this year, not necessarily setting numerical goals for you. Um, how, how do you balance the managing of expectations while still holding yourself to what I assume are, are pretty high standards for yourself? I, I, I got to imagine there's a balance in there somewhere. Yeah, absolutely. It's like um, you just want to see all of the, uh, the hard work um, 
pay off uh, for all what you do in the off season and stuff. Um, but yeah, I mean, like, I'm just excited to get this thing going, and especially uh, with how we finished last year, um, with how exciting that was. Like, I don't know, I really didn't watch any any baseball uh, in the playoffs for kind of like the first time ever, just because I was kind of upset. I was like, man, we were, we were this close, and to see the Diamondbacks ended up playing in the, in the World Series and they got in uh, ahead of us. I was like, man, um, it sucked. Uh, I mean, and so um, I'm just excited to get this thing going. And I feel, I'm sure that most guys feel that way as well. You mentioned the guys that are out there in Arizona already working out and, and throwing. And you mentioned Frankie Montas, who's coming back from injury and the first time mm-hmm. you get a look at him. Is there anything that you can glean from uh, – Catching a, a side session, a bullpen session, could you give a scouting report on him of what you've seen so far? Yeah. Um, so, I'm, yeah, yeah, he was with the Yankees last year, um, and I think he got traded over, but really hardly didn't throw because he was hurt. Yeah. Um, but I think he had he had success when he was with Oakland before that. And, um, I mean, he looked healthy. I think I remember him saying that he was like 93, 94 in the bullpen. Um from what I've heard and what I saw, it was somebody that threw a lot of strikes, and he's a big sinker guy. So a lot of ground balls and just early contact, and he has a, a really good split. I think that's what he's kind of most known known for. Um, so I'm excited. Like, really good dude, great energy, um, and I think he's just going to fit right in. Talking about his repertoire a little bit, gets me thinking about this pitching staff and there's some guys with some nasty stuff I feel like maybe we've talked about it uh just discussing it in the clubhouse but I don't know that I've ever asked you in an interview setting but what is the nastiest pitch that you've had to catch on this team from this staff that I can guess I have a good Man. I have a good what, idea. What, <laughs> what what are, what are the guesses I would guess Ashcraft's cutter. Yeah, that, that was what be, I was going to say. My guess. Yeah. I was, yeah, yeah, that, I was going to say Graham. Um, I don't even, I'll just say Graham's fastball because you don't know if it's going to cut, yeah. if it's going to sink. Just the unpredictability of it, um, it is very challenging. <laughs> um, just It's coming in at 100 miles an hour, and it, no two pitches do the same thing, which I think is why he is so nasty and at times can be so dominant because I've stood in on a live at bat last year in spring training. And I was like, man, I don't want to hit this. Like there's no way. Um, so, um, yeah, I think Graham wins. Lindolo sliders up there as well. I was going to say something like with that, just with how much it moves. If it's a hard pitch to catch, it's got to be a hard pitch to hit. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Speaking of Lodolo coming back from injury and mm-hmm. some high expectations on him, obviously because of the talent level. Have you noticed anything? Does he look, how's he look? He, he looks good. Um, so we actually went to his wedding um, for New Year's and that was the first time that I'd seen him since the end of the season. And we talked a little bit here and there uh, throughout the off season. He said he feels good and talking about the wedding, he said he's, he feels good and actually caught his bullpen. I, I believe last week, um, and that was the first time, man, it was like almost in like a year that I've caught him. So it was good just to see him on the mound. Um, I think he's just continuing to work and just build up. So um, it's good to see him on the mound again. You talked about the excitement, obviously, with, with 
expecting to get more reps behind the plate. That certainly excites you for the season. The disappointment of how last year ended, how, how does all of that factor in to your anticipation of this season and what this team's capable of? Yeah, I mean, I think it just kind of boils it all together. Like, I think everybody um, is just really getting this thing going. Like, with how we ended up and the expectations maybe to start the year, like, we believed in ourselves, but I know a lot of people didn't. And now um, I feel like we've kind of made a name for ourselves. So uh, it's going to be a lot of fun. Like I said, just, I don't know, this is like, this group of guys is kind of like, one of the first times ever that you hear that, I don't know, like you want to go to the locker room, like you want to get there because like everybody is like a, is united and it is that close. So uh, we, we have that and uh, it's fun. Getting the uh, young guys experience last year, invaluable. Getting that playoff experience would have been equally as beneficial, mm-hmm. but at the same time, not making the playoffs. And you mentioned about how bummed out you were about that. Is that, does that make you guys hungrier this year in a way? Yeah. I mean, uh, personally, it does for me. I, w- I would hope that, that other guys um, feel that way as well. Um, yeah, you just got to use it as fuel. Um, just know that every game counts this year. Like, we saw uh, how the season ended. It kind of came down to one or two games. And so we got to go out there and take every game for never like never take any game for granted like go out there and compete and try to win as many games as possible because you never know what that one one or two games during the season could come back to punch on the back end well tyler thanks so much for the time certainly appreciate it great to chat with you and uh, can't wait to see you out in arizona very soon yes absolutely we'll be soon i appreciate it yeah thanks tyler appreciate it tyler stevenson joining us reds catcher here on the budweiser reds hot stove league Make your reservations now to watch the big game on February 11th at the BetMGM Sportsbook and Nation Kitchen and Bar at the Banks. The Sportsbook features a full menu and beverage service from local favorite Nation Kitchen and Bar with the restaurant area open to all ages. For big game reservations, please call 1-888-813-0040. Learn more at reds.com slash betmgm. Plenty more to get to. Talking catching and with some of the pitchers with Tyler Stevenson, we'll talk hitting with Joel McKeithen. I know there have been a lot of guys that have worked with Joel so far over the offseason. He will talk about that. So excited to pick his brain a little Including bit. Including going down to the Dominican and working on Ellie De La Cruz's swing. So I'll be interested to ask him about that. Yeah, certainly. So plenty more to get to. It is the Budweiser Reds Hot Stove League presented by UDF on the Reds Radio Network. Welcome back. We are live at the Bed MGM Sportsbook inside Nation Kitchen and Bar at the Banks, the Budweiser Reds Hot Stove League, presented by UDF. Don't miss a moment at the ballpark with your 2024 season ticket membership. In fact, we have a lot of season ticket members with us tonight, so that's good to see all the folks out here. Uh, plans start at just 13 games and include guaranteed access to 2024 opening day, postseason, and so much more. Call 513-381-REDS today. Time to talk hitting with Reds hitting coach Joel McKeithen, who joins us now by phone. Joel, thanks so much. Uh, I feel like you've been bouncing around all over the place this winter. Where do you find yourself right now? Hey, guys. Uh, thanks for having me. I'm um, in Charlotte, North Carolina right now. It's where I spent 
past few off seasons. Very good. So you're basically at home, but uh, talk about yep. uh, talk about the off season. You, you you do bounce around a little bit, working with guys. Uh, how many different trips have you made, and and who all have you been working with so far in the off season? Um, so just a few this year. Um, went down to the DR with. Ellie and uh, Noel V pretty early um, and then saw Ellie again in Miami and then um, had a few guys kind of have some check-ins at Reds Fest. So that's kind of a good check-in point for everybody there. Um, and then Stevenson has been pretty close. He's in Columbia. So we got to see each other a few times this offseason too. It's been pretty good. When you went to the Dominican Republic, I know Ellie is on a mission to shorten his swing. Some of the video I've seen, it, it looks like he has done that. How important will that be for him? And how tough is it to convert that to muscle memory to change something that he's been doing for a while now? Yeah, I mean, he's, he's such a great athlete that he picked up stuff really quick. Um, there were some things that we started trying to implement towards the end of the season, um, but having some time in the offseason to really focus in on it, challenge it, um, understand what those adjustments are, he, he picked it up really quick. It Within you know the day that I was there, um, definitely saw some pretty big adjustments. Um, and for him, you know, it, it is important. I think he's he's realizing who he is as a hitter. He's, he's starting to learn himself, what he needs to do. He got his taste of it last year, both success and a little bit of struggles. So um, I think it's just part of his learning curve. And with the athlete he is and the person he is and, and the focus he has going into this year, I'm excited to see it. Kind of walk us through the process of making adjustments with guys that, uh, you know, are, are making – adjustments at the big league level sometimes big uh tweaks need to be made sometimes it's it's minor maybe just moving your feet in the box a little bit how do you kind of figure out with a guy what works best what's the best way to to plan on trying to correct a guy yeah that's a that's a good question there um there's a lot that goes into it i mean the priority every day in season is being ready to compete um and being in a good mindset being confident um, knowing your plan, knowing your approach, and, and all of those things go into it every day. There is like, um, you know, kind of some, uh, I, I guess, learning and adjusting that can happen along the way. Um, and that just comes usually in, you know, the early work and the training that they're doing. Um, a lot of guys have kind of established, you know, the areas in their swing that they need to try and calibrate on a daily basis. Um, so a lot of times it's just kind of understanding how to get back to who they are when they're at their best. Um, but then as like things come up and adjustments are needed to be made, I mean, we have tools that we can measure how their body's moving, how the bat's moving, how that's matching up with certain pitchers, how that's matching up to their swing when they're at their best. Um, you know, all this data, all the video, um, you know, the conversations that go into it from guy to guy, um, all of that kind of plays into, uh, just learning and growing and, and making adjustments along the way. Um, but these guys are such great athletes, like I've said, that they, a lot of that will come naturally um, as they just compete. And, and Joe used to always talk about this to where, like, the game's the best teacher. Um, it'll expose the areas that, that you need to get better in and what the other team's trying to do to you. Um, and just learning from the game and, and being ready to make adjustments as that comes um, is a really cool process that all these guys are, are really good at um, and did a good job last year and looking forward to them doing that again this year. Noel V. Marte would be on the list of guys that could possibly be ready for a breakout season. Uh, take us through his swing. He seems to be uh, a, a dream swing, if you will, in my book. Yeah. What says you? 
Yeah, I agree. Um, he moves great. I mean, he's he's strong, uh, really athletic as well, has really quick hands, a naturally really flat bat path, um, covers the top of the zone well on fastballs, um, does a good job adjusting down with his legs on, on off speed. Um, something that, that was identified a little bit in the short time last year was, um, you know, has a tendency to hit the ball on the ground sometimes. So um, something he's been focusing on this year is, is – really just having his body in a better position consistently um, to be able to hit the ball on a line a little more often um, to where his, his power can play there. Um, nothing really uh, major in terms of swing adjustments with that. It's just kind of consistently being in a better position to hit um, that will allow that to happen with him. But, yeah, he's, he's a super athlete, um, great kid, always having a good attitude, having fun. And, yeah, he's another one that's exciting for sure organizationally it seemed like the philosophy last year was to to put the ball in play move guys along move base runners uh, really focus on situational hitting and for the most part uh, this team did a very good job of that it it felt like maybe there was a stretch in the middle where they might have got a little homer happy but overall from a a, a philosophical standpoint uh, looking at this team and their approach overall offensively how impressed were you and uh, what what changes if any, do you envision uh, from a, a, a philosophy standpoint, do you see coming into 2024? Yeah, I, w- I wouldn't say there'll, there'll be any changes philosophy-wise. I mean, I think it's just leaning into who we are, um, knowing ourselves more and more, um, and just being consistent with that throughout the year. Um, so, yeah, I was really impressed with how these guys handle themselves, the competitiveness they show every day. Um, how they can lock it in for at-bats and, and really control the at-bat, um, I think it's something that makes our lineup tough to face. Um, I know I, we were you know, pretty high up there in terms of uh, lowest chase percentage in the league, and I think that just is a, a really tough uh, thing for pitchers to deal with. Um, and then we make you pay whenever you do throw it in the zone. Um, but, yeah, just trying to stick with the line drive approach, be able to put it in play and create action, um, I think is kind of the identity of who we are. When you have a guy like Jamer Candelario that's added to the mix, a veteran hitter, switch hitter, which is a, a unique thing for a hitting coach, have you had much interaction with him? How do you prepare to coach a new guy that has been around the block a few times? Yeah, um, I haven't had any interaction with him. I've, I've looked into him pretty deep. Um, Really, the only time I actually was around him was in 2021. Uh, whenever I was a coordinator with the Tigers, I was around him a little bit in spring training. Get, didn't get to talk to him much, but kind of just saw how he worked and his demeanor. I thought was awesome. He's always got a smile on his face and um, came to work every day and had fun doing it. So I'm excited to be around him and, and get to know him better. Uh, but the approach with the new guy is just get to know him, um, listen to them, what they've been through, what they want to do at the plate, uh, what some things that they've done adjustment-wise that's worked, um, and just really get to know them and, and see, see how they go about things. Um, so from everything that I've seen and, and heard, um, he's going to fit in great with this group. Um, having the experience, I think, will be big for a lot of our younger guys as well. Um, but to see him uh, kind of make a jump last year and hit for more power, um, is really exciting, and, and there's some things that we saw in his swing that, that allowed him to do that, um, and definitely seeing that uh, happening going forward, too. Well, Joel, certainly appreciate the time. Look forward to seeing you out in Arizona in a couple of weeks, and uh, I'm sure we'll talk hitting uh, once we get out there as well. So enjoy what's left of the off season and safe travels to the desert. Absolutely. Thank you, guys. See you All soon. Right.
That is Reds hitting coach Joel McKeithen joining us. We'll take your phone calls when we come back. 513-749-7000. 1-800-THE-BIG-1. If you're a little farther outside of the listening area, but uh, be great to take your calls. Those that are in attendance can approach us with their questions as well. This is the Budweiser Reds Hot Stove League live from the BetMGM Sportsbook inside Nation Kitchen and Bar at the Banks on the Reds Radio Network. Welcome back into the Budweiser Reds Hot Stove League live from the BetMGM Sportsbook inside Nation Kitchen and Bar down here at the Banks. Reds fans, the Pick 6 plan presented by Penn Station is here. Choose any six home games and receive an exclusive Spencer Steer bobblehead in the Nike City Connect uniform. For more information, visit reds.com slash tickets. With Jim Day, I am Tommy Thrall. Let's go to the phone lines. We've got Tyler in West Virginia on the line. Tyler, what's up? Hey there, guys. Uh, Colin, man, uh, in regards to this season, and over the last couple of years, we've seen some really good baseball, but then ultimately, you know, a pretty bad slump follows. What do you think some of the keys to consistency uh, in high-level play for the Reds are going to be this season? Yeah, I think it's a fair question. I, I think part of what you saw last year um, w- was the youth. I-, I think guys got worn down. They hadn't been through – 162 game season a lot of guys weren't even here for the whole year because they came up from the minor leagues and it's I, I it gets asked a lot it was asked some on the caravan um actually sean pinder who's been in charge of the reds minor leagues for the last few years was on my bus during one of the legs of the caravan and we talked about it uh that when you get to the big leagues it is so much different than playing in the minor leagues and i'm not just talking about sure you're you're, you're flying on uh, team jets all over so your longest flight is usually a short bus ride Uh, you're eating better you're staying in better hotels sure it all seems better but the thing that is so you get in the batter's box or on the mound that's exactly it (laughs) yeah and that's the difference it everything is so much more scrutinized there's so much more pressure on every little aspect of the game and that's what takes its toll on a guy that's what makes those extra 22 games that you play in the big leagues harder than the 140 that you play in the minor leagues and, and after a while it just takes its toll there's so much more riding on every single pitch yeah we saw a lot of rookies hit the wall last year and the guys came up relatively around the same time so they kind of hit the wall at the same time um and also health this is not unlike any other team in baseball pro sports anything you, you've got to stay healthy i was looking at the list of guys that pitched last year just because of the injuries to the rotation which filtered down to the bullpen they're guys that i don't even remember that like that guy was here right um so the the, the injuries last year were very very significant and that that played a toll as particularly on the bullpen um so they, they've got to stay healthy particularly in the starting rotation for me I think that's huge, and I think the guys understand that. You know, the conversations that we've had with guys throughout this offseason that are a part of that rotation, they understand what is expected and the fact that this team, if those guys can stay healthy, is capable of, well, limitless expectations. It's it's certainly um, a team that is, is got a chance to be really, really good, but everybody has to stay healthy. That's a fair question. Thanks for the phone call. Uh, if you've got a call, give us, or if you've got a question, give us a call. 513-749-7000, 1-800, the big one. A question that we have been getting a lot, that we haven't gotten into 
too much is uh, are the Reds going to trade Jonathan India? It seems to be the most popular question that we get. And, Jim, i got to believe at this point I don't expect to see Jonathan India traded. I wouldn't uh, rule out anything's possible, so who knows. But we went quickly from we, do not, we don't have enough good players to we got too many good infielders. Right. What are we going to do? Like uh, Now we have too many good players? Um, so I, I think it's a good problem to have. There's no way they're going to make it through the season uh, completely healthy. And think about the way the baseball is now. There are very few games where the bench is not empty besides a right. backup catcher. Th- those guys are going to get at bats. And think about the guy that's going to be on the bench this time, that's going to be taking a crucial at-bat in the middle or later stages of a game. So it's all about quality depth. And if Jonathan is with this club this year, then this, this team is all the better for and it. Everything we've heard uh, about the conversations that the organization has had with Jonathan India leading up to the season – are tremendous conversations. Jonathan India has really taken and accepted the fact that his role is probably going to be a little different this year. Um, it, I've heard that he's taken some reps in the outfield. He's done some work out there. His versatility is going to certainly be key. There are plenty of at-bats to go around, and you would much rather guys like Jamer Candelario and Jonathan India taking at-bats on a more regular basis and some of the other guys that we saw come out of the big leagues that might not necessarily be guys that you look at as regular big league bats. And the depth is the key for any championship caliber team. You don't make it through a full season unless you've got depth. Yeah, if you look at it on paper right now, there's what, an extra infielder, right? Right. But think about how much better that guy is than a normal bench player that you perhaps would uh, bring up for the minor leagues, etc. It's going to be a better at-bat in crucial at-bats in the middle or latter stages of games. And the other thing, too, about it is it gives David Bell so much flexibility. He's proven to be able to manage uh, multiple guys that all need to get at-bats, and now you can mix and match so that every night you're getting your best lineup to face that pitcher instead of just having a set four guys on your infield that you have to run out every night. Now you can mix and match a little bit. I, I just think it makes this team better top well, to Plus, bottom. they're drawn to Jonathan. Well, he, right. He's a leader. He's no one doubt. of the leaders in the clubhouse, and he's one of the top of the steps guys. So he brings the intangibles as well. We wrap things up. It's the Budweiser Reds Hot Stove League presented by UDF Live from BetMGM Sportsbook Inside Nation Kitchen and Bar at the Banks on the Reds Radio Network. Welcome back to the Budweiser Reds Hot Stove League, presented by UDF. We are live downtown at the BetMGM Sportsbook inside Nation Kitchen and Bar here at the Banks, right across from Great American Ballpark, where pretty soon the Reds will be entertaining and dazzling fans on a nightly basis all summer long, and we can think of warm thoughts with bright sunshine and T-shirts and shorts and maybe flip-flops. It'll be much better than Well, we were hoping for that last year, and it didn't quite happen what that was a bad weather year in arizona last year oh no i was thinking about the summertime when oh great american ballparks full of i got you oh, I yeah, understand. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. okay but you're right it was chilly last year in arizona hopefully it won't be this year but I, yeah i can't wait for the i mean games across the oh. street i mean the anticipation for this season and I, i've told you know what's the difference i said well we always have hope going into the season we always have optimism but this is genuine optimism this is not, not just, just false optimism. This is genuine optimism. It's not just optimism. There's a there's an expectation, and, and which w- is going to be a little different to is. deal with. It's different, but I, I it's fun to talk to guys about it um, because they all seem to embrace it. Yeah, you want expectations. You just do. play for. You want to be good. 
what people expect you to be good. No, right. you're good. Yeah. Well, they're there now. Uh, the expectations have yeah. been set. Speaking of which, we will talk about why the expectations are so high when we go through the roster and kind of break it down position by position next week. It's our final show before we head out to the desert for spring training, and we will be live right here at the Bet MGM Sportsbook inside Nation Kitchen and Bar here at the Banks. That's all the time we have for today. Thanks for listening. For Tyler Stevenson and Joel McKeithen and Jim Day, I'm Tommy Thrall. Good night.